Welcome to TJ Frog's podcast, where I chat about my knitting, dorset buttons and creativity in general, as well as sharing my love of Scotland, especially the Highlands and Islands. Hello, I'm Tanya, aka TJ Frog, or sometimes called the Button Lady. And in my creative business, I predominantly make and promote the traditional craft of dorset buttons, which dates back to the early 1600s, a cottage industry that employed many people in Dorset on the south coast of England. Brought up in Dorset, I now live on the Isle of Skye, and wherever you may be in the world, welcome and thank you for joining me for my 26th episode. Farewell and welcome. The last episode of 2019. Yes, it is time to bid farewell to 2019 and to welcome in 2020. Out with the old and in with the new, as the saying goes. And I've been thinking about this a lot over the past few days, thinking about how it can relate to many, many things in our lives, whether it's our crafting, whether it's our personal life, our health, our exercise, our work, business life. For me, on a personal level, 2019 didn't start particularly well. And it's been a bit of a strange year at times. Uh, Having said that, There's been a lot of fantastic things have happened for me this year. So I don't ever want to say that I'm glad to see the back of 2019. It could have been a better year. I could have had a a better start to the new year, but that's life. That's the ups and downs, the roller coaster of life. But what I do feel with the start of the new year is, is exactly that, a start, a kind of freshness, a time to shake things up a little bit. And I'm very much looking forward to that. I don't do New Year's resolutions, although I do like to set goals, especially around my business. And I also have some personal goals as well. From when I first started taking up knitting again, I realised very quickly that with my knitting, I was probably not the best person to be making specific goals. I remember I signed up to do the Debbie Abrahams Mystery Blanket. And I think it started in the February, but I was still working um, full time at that time away from home. And I don't think I started it till about July or something. So I certainly wasn't one who was keeping up with the monthly instalments. And I did start to feel a little bit of pressure seeing what everyone else was doing. As much as it's lovely to be part of a, a knitting club or a mystery club or knit along or sets of clues, It can be quite hard, I find, sometimes to try and keep up with the project and finish it on time along with everyone else. And for me, I can sometimes end up putting too much pressure on myself in that situation. I don't like feeling that type of stress, especially when my knitting, my personal making is is actually my downtime from work. It's actually my time away from my business. And I don't want to be feeling like I'm trying to finish those things to a deadline. I already have enough self-imposed deadlines in my business. The main thing for me this year in 2020 that does impact on my working day is actually to take more exercise. And the key thing for me is how I make that happen. Just say I'm going to do it isn't going to make it happen. Saying it's a New Year's resolution isn't going to make that happen. It's how I actually build it into my daily life, my daily routine. In 2018, I did a 10K on the Isle of Tyree, and that was my first 10K for about 15 years. 
a few weeks ago, I applied for another one. So I've applied for a 10K called The Road to the Isles, which is in May 2020. And it's based just across the, the water from me on the mainland over at Arasaig. That's where it starts, just down the road from Malague. And the race basically follows the coast road, which hopefully, if the weather's <laughs> kind to us, we'll have an amazing view out along the coastline there, out to the uh, outer isles. I know from my experience that having a goal like that, a target like that, particularly for running, gets me out running on a regular basis. So that's why I decided to to put in for the, the 10K, because I like what running does to me. I like how it makes me feel. If I can get out three times a week, running a little bit towards being able to complete that 10K, I'm not there to do it in any set time. I just want to be able to run it and finish it. I also know as a knock-on effect from that, my diet will probably get better because if I know I'm going out to do a training run in the morning, I'm not going to have a heavy meal or drink alcohol that's going to make me feel sluggish when I wake up in the morning. So there's lots of healthy side effects from doing that running as well as how it makes me feel mentally as well. There's a bad habit that I've been reflecting on that I think I've got onto, and that's not getting outdoors enough, which is actually crazy when I live in such a beautiful, beautiful place. I think part of the problem is because we we have a lot of windows and we're just surrounded. The landscape comes into the house, you know, we invite it in every day. And <laughs> so it's just there. <laughs> I enjoy it through the window. But I enjoy it so much more when I'm actually out in it. And I, you know, it makes me sound like I'm always sat indoors, which I'm not. I do get out for walks either on my own or with Garen's or with friends. You know, and these can be sort of half day, if not longer, walks. And they happen from time to time. What I'm talking about here is that daily exercise, that little short burst that happens every single day. And that's what I want to do. That's what I want to make part of my daily routine on top of doing those longer walks. And I was reflecting back to when I used to deliver business training with people and companies and, you know, personal goals and work goals and that whole goal setting thing. What we would go back and explore is actually about forming good habits to achieve those goals. We often hear about we've all got bad habits, (laughs) but what are the good habits that we've got that actually mean that by doing those regularly, we end up creating, sorry, we end up fulfilling our goals. We end up actually having good things falling out of those good habits. If something is routine to us or a habit that we get into, it actually feels less imposed. It actually feels like we we just do it. We're not actually setting ourselves up for a fall if we haven't actually achieved it. If we get into a good habit of doing something, then eventually it actually becomes automatic. And that's what I want to do with that little brisk, sharp intervention of exercise daily. An example I would often use with my business clients was about getting up in the morning and going to work. It's that kind of routine of getting out the house for appointments on a regular basis. And most of us, if we think about that situation from when the alarm clock goes off to when we leave the house, we probably pretty much follow the same order 
in which we do things. You know, whether that's showering, eating our breakfast, getting a bag packed, helping other family members, perhaps feeding animals, whatever it is that you have in your life, you probably do it in pretty much the same order. It's become a habit that has been formed over time. There's probably many influences, many factors that have led to you doing it in that particular order, whether it's the house that you live in, the space that you have, the other people that you live with, or maybe you live on your own and you have built up something that works for you. It might well be the journey that you have to work, the time frame that you have to do things in. I look back to when I was working in the Navy and definitely my routine was very, very similar every morning. I had formed a particular habit that made sure that, you know, I achieved getting out of the house when I needed to in the morning, except, of course, on the odd occasion when I uh, forgot to set the alarm clock or I even slept through the alarm clock. But it had become automatic for me. The new year is about getting rid and saying farewell to some of those old habits of mine and making new ones that ultimately mean I'm going to achieve more in certain aspects of my life. I know that I am much better when I get up in the morning, throw on my uh, training gear and go and do that brisk exercise there and then. And that's what I want to try and do. I think the hard part for me is that at the moment, we're in the, you know, the midst of winter and I'm quite an early riser. So I could be awake for three hours and it's still dark. And I don't actually get a lot of enjoyment walking in the dark just because I actually rather enjoy looking at the light and the landscape. So in that three hours, I probably will get on and do stuff and talk myself out of doing the walk. I was reflecting back on when we looked after a friend's dog and I would be doing that walk in the dark because you get up and the dog needs to go out and yes I'd be up and down the road with a torch or a head torch. I think that's the bit I've got to get through is just get up and go and do it. It doesn't matter whether it's dark or not because that's actually about doing the exercise. It's actually about doing that brisk sharp intervention of exercise that really energizes me for the day. There you go. That's my new habit for 2020, not a New Year's resolution. It's just about fitting something extra into my morning routine and my morning habit. And from that, yes, there will be other goals that fall out of it. I will get healthier. I will tone up a little bit. My diet will change. And mentally and physically, I will feel better. I do have lots of business goals for 2020 though and again how how do I fit those in where are my habits forming there and there's a little bit of work that I need to personally focus on. I'm sure many of you know there's a whole load of psychology associated with habit forming which I'd love to get into into but yeah that's a a previous life (laughs) but all these things are fantastic skills that help us in every part of our lives so certainly not something that I've forgotten certainly something I want to uh, bring into the business that I have now and also my my daily life I digress a little then this episode just a, a short one really covering my main areas as usual the weather winter's finally arrived here on sky it's rain 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 and more rain and a little bit of wind thrown in as well making i started a crochet project uh yeah quite excited about that 
Dorset Buttons, a little bit on plans for 2020. The local lowdown, this really is about local, local businesses, local independent businesses. And I touch on a time when a few local businesses all came together for a festive shopping event. And finally, the Sky Showcase, the Misty Bottle. You will have to wait to the end to find out more, although there's probably a little hint in there, bottle. Um, There might well be some talk about gin. The weather. As I mentioned then, winter has arrived here on Sky and brought a lot of rain with it. And in fact, we had 10 days away in the lead up to and over Christmas down in Dorset. And there was a lot of flooding down there, a lot of rain down there. And I think it's pretty much been widespread across the UK. Surprisingly, though, a couple of nights ago, the Met Office recorded a temperature of 16.8 Celsius in northern Scotland, which apparently is the highest temperature recorded in the UK for this particular date. And that is unusual for a nighttime temperature. Um, I think, to be honest, sometimes parts of Scotland would be quite happy to have that temperature in the summer. So, yeah, our climate is really doing some strange things at the moment. And while this section was only ever really meant to be about the weather on Sky and perhaps a little bit about the weather in the UK, I wanted to touch on the fact that so much is changing in the climatic world at the moment and I just really wanted to have a moment of thoughts and pause to think about all of those who've lost their lives, their homes, landscapes that are being destroyed through the destruction that powerful weather conditions can cause. Over Christmas, we saw the Philippines were in the path typhoon. And top of the news at the moment on a, on a daily basis is the intense heat and extreme widespread wildfires that continue to devastate many parts of Australia. I know a lot of us have family and friends living in these areas impacted by what is going on. And my thoughts are with you. Making. Progress on my makes in 2019 have been somewhat slow and stalled. (laughs) The shoulder has played quite a big part in this. Trapped nerves and repetitive strain injury are definitely something I'm happy to leave behind in 2019. (laughs) My hope for 2020 is that I can get back to crafting on a regular basis without too much pain. I did decide this month, though, that I wanted to do some crochet, not just a change away from doing dorset button making and knitting, but also to see how my shoulder would cope with that as well. And at Woolfest, I bought some John Arban Devonia to make the Doppio Coliseum shawl designed by Faye Dashber Hughes. I felt one of the best ways in which to get me started on this was to join Faye on her global hookup. Faye runs these twice a month at the weekend, usually on an evening followed by a morning to account for different time zones. And it's an online crafting group in which you can partake in as little or as much as you want to. Off I went. I got started on my shawl. Sadly, annoyingly, frustratingly, it is also aggravating my shoulder. 
I have made good progress on it, but it's a case of just doing little bits at a time. It's not helped because although the yarn is beautiful, beautiful green colour, it's quite dark. And I'm finding I really need to be in very good light to do it. I am enjoying it though. And I think I've said before, when I do pick up crochet, I've, I realise how much I enjoy doing it. It's just not something I naturally think to pick up. So I've decided I definitely want to do more crochet projects going forward in 2020. And in line with what I was talking about earlier about goal setting versus habit forming, I am not going to start saying I'm going to make, you know, X amount of projects that are crochet in 2020. Instead, what I'm going to do, because I'm somebody who always has more than one project on the go at any one time, I've decided that I'm going to form a new habit where there is always a crochet project on the go as well as a knitting project. And who knows, by the end of 2020, I may have X amount of crochet projects finished, but that will just be a result of me always having a crochet project on the go, not because I've set myself a target of completing a certain number. Finally, I was going to touch on those shawls, those shawls that need blocking, <laughs> the ongoing saga of the shawls. Um, there is a little bit of progress here, but possibly not in the direction that you might be thinking. I have had a very, very, very kind offer from somebody to block them for me. <laughs> very special. How special, hey? <laughs> Although I have to say, I do feel slightly embarrassed by this, that uh, I haven't actually got around to doing them myself. I'm just going to leave that there for the moment. There will be more news on this in the new year. Dorset buttons. What a year for Dorset buttons, hey? Uh, if I look just on Instagram alone, there's been a great increase in the number of Dorset buttons appearing there. I've done some wonderful Dorset button workshops this year, passing on knowledge, meeting lots of new people who want to learn and delivering training like this is one of my greatest business loves. I've had some great visits from Groups to Sky as well and I've also taught at various yarn festivals, private guilds and craft groups and I'm delighted that I've already got quite a few bookings right the way throughout 2020 already. I've exhibited at a lot of shows this year and probably some at a time when I should have given myself a rest and I've definitely learned something from that. Having said that, you know, I've loved being part of all of them and meeting everybody and for all the fantastic support that's been shown to me. It's something I want to acknowledge here, how important all of your support is to me because without your support, there would be no business. There would be no TJ Frog business. Whether it's chatting to me at events, telling me how much you love the podcast, even if I do get a little bit shy about that. Whether you like a post that I've put up on social media, you comment on it, you share it. I always try to acknowledge these. Apologies if I ever do miss you out. It does happen from time to time because it can be quite difficult keeping on top of everything. You may have recommended me to somebody. You may have bought products from me. You may have be a repeat customer. Uh, you might have commissioned me to do something. All of these, however small, however big, they're all very important and they all contribute to making the TJ Frog business happen. There are not too many things that are getting discarded from the TJ Frog lineup, but one or two changes. There's some changes around um, some of my packaging, some of my structure of kits. And there's lots of new exciting things that I'm going to welcome in 2020. And if you want to be the first to hear about them and you want to be 
part of any launch price, um, discount promotional price on some of the new products, then please do sign up for the TJ Frog newsletter. And there will be one coming out in January. There are two new wools that are going to be added to the Shorelines and Strata collection in 2020. And more details on those will follow early in the new year between January and April. That's when you'll start to find out about those. And you may have seen me selling Debbie Abraham's beads at shows. I'm now also going to be selling these online. And there's a couple of other exciting projects I'm involved in. For now, my lips are well and truly sealed, all to be revealed in due course. On to the Sky Focus, starting with the local lowdown. Definitely local and something that I know a lot of us feel very strongly about, and that is supporting local businesses and in particular supporting local independent businesses. Back in November, one of the local independent businesses based in Broadford, Love From Sky, which is a jewellery shop, they organised a Broadford and Breckish Christmas shopping event. It was a late night shopping, which, you know, is not something that happens here on Sky. And there was about 20 businesses. We had jewellery, we had uh, wool, we had cards, candles, food, drink, gemstones. I mean, there was just a whole load of different gifts as well as uh, local food and drink places that got involved. And a lot of them were putting on promotional discounts, special purchases, special promotions. There was even staff discount at the local cafe if you went up to the counter and said the magic words. It has run in previous years. It's just for us, it's always clashed with other events that we've had on. And this year we were free and we managed to get around to a few of the places. We didn't manage to get around to all of the businesses. It was surprising how long we were spending at each one because there was just such a festive atmosphere, bumping into people that we knew. And also some of them you can walk between, but some of them you've got to drive between as well. And uh, it, it was lovely, really enjoyed it. Made some purchases, bought some Christmas presents and we finished up with steak and chips at the cafe with, of course, the magic words of the staff discount. From what I've heard, this year was kind of bigger than better than it's been each year so far and I hope that it continues. Lastly, today's interview is linked to this. We have a Sky Showcase. I wanted, having just talked about these local independent businesses coming together, to include one of those in this episode. And for those of you who followed me along on my podcast journey, you will know that I love gin. There's been quite a few mentions of gin in my podcast over time, although I realise that this year I've been a bit remiss in this area. <laughs> I appreciate, though, that you may not all drink alcohol and even if you do drink alcohol, gin may not be your drink of choice. I hope though that you will embrace the concept of this interview, which is actually about a couple of people here on Sky who've set up an independent business showing great creativity and style. It's more than gin and alcohol. It's about celebrating people who take a leap of faith to set up a business. And I'm here wanting to promote them and also wanting to support them. Hi Fiona, welcome to the TJ Frog podcast and thank you very much for agreeing to be on. No problem at all. Hi Tanya. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, we've met up on what is a very dark, wet uh, day on Sky. <laughs> it feels like the middle of the night still, doesn't it? <laughs> it does actually. <laughs> I met Fiona 
Well, I'm trying to think now. It was... Um, I think it was at the the Sky Events for All, wasn't it? Yeah. We were volunteering. And yeah, was it we sort of met. September or Yeah, something time? like that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> and it was through doing Front of House together that I found out that uh, Fiona was the owner or one half owner of uh, the Misty Bottle here. And Fiona runs the Misty Bottle with her partner in business and partner in life, yes. Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> My husband had been in, but I hadn't. So I was really glad when there was the Christmas shopping event. Yes, on, in November. Yeah, yes. end of November. Yeah. And we were free and I thought, right, this is it. <laughs> this is the time to go. <laughs> Time to A, come and see what you had and what you do and also make some purchases. <laughs> some Christmas shopping. Some Christmas shopping. How did that event go for it you? It was great, actually. It was really good. Um, it was a really nice thing to be part of because uh, it was one of the, the local businesses, um, Love From Sky. Uh, they, they have been running this event for the last few years and it's just a really nice day because, you know, you're included in something really special with lots of local businesses. And it's just a really nice atmosphere on the day. You know, everybody's kind of starting at one place and going to the other the other shops and it just makes you get in the Christmassy mood and, and, and everyone was really nice and it was nice to serve locals. And yeah, we, we just really enjoyed it. And it, it was interesting to then see how many other actual local businesses are in the area. Yes. You know, there was about yes. 18, 19 small businesses taking part. So we enjoyed the day anyway. Yeah. And I, think, I think everyone else did. <laughs> Um, there was quite a few tastings going on in here we had some tastings for the day and we did some um really nice canopies that was from a a, a guy from Coolin catering he's a young guy that's sort of starting up his own catering business so that was really nice as well to help him out and yeah it just all worked it all worked nicely together I think yeah yeah no it (laughs) was was lovely (laughs) lovely atmosphere and even coming in here now in the morning just all the the lights that you have (laughs) in yeah. here I think create a lovely atmosphere yeah, as well yeah it to be very welcoming and you know it's without the lights you might feel like you're in a little cave in here so it's quite yeah. nice it's, it's it's a nice sort of cosy place to to be we wanted that feeling yes. for the shop yeah so. <laughs> I mean when we came in that evening it was quite busy and yeah. you know and I remember feeling it was very bright and it was all the glass and it was just a, a lovely yeah. setting yeah. but I think just being you and me in here now yeah. is lovely to appreciate yeah, it even more yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I'm secretly hoping I can get to shop at the end of this interview <laughs> of course <laughs> so you opened back in May, May yeah. we, were, we were going to open last summer like the summer before that but we just weren't ready and you know renovations always take longer than you think so we thought right we kind of didn't want to just have a big opening because we were a bit worried about that. So we just sort of staggered our opening um, as we were sort of stocking the shop. And it was quite a nice way to introduce it to, to us without kind of bombarding us. But then May was quite nice because it wasn't too busy, but we kind of slowly built up from there. And then yes. it just it seemed to take off in the summer, which was good. Because, you know, the location of it is almost sort of in the middle of nowhere in a way because it's not in a town, but you do have to pass it usually yes. if you're coming onto the sky so we we were worried in case no one ever actually stopped <laughs> but no people did stop and 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 word of mouth 
sort of came out and and not just tourists were stopping locals were stopping as well so it was really really nice to see lots of people coming in yeah (laughs) you talk about location there and I and I think you know just to describe to some of the the listeners if if anybody's ever been on Sky or Mm -hmm. if you do come on Sky if you're traveling as you said from the Sky Bridge towards Broadford Mm -hmm. you go through a village called Breckish and on the right hand side you may well have seen Mm -hmm what might have at the time looked like a shed an unused shed with a corrugated uh, roof and it used to be the post office for yeah. Breckish and it stood empty for a few years yeah. hadn't it, yeah, it was empty um, yeah. and there was the traditional red telephone box outside. Yeah, well, we actually put that there. So that oh, did was, you? Yeah, oh, yeah. Right. So I didn't that wasn't that. that because that was a tradition of the the post office to have a phone of course, box. Yes. But I think actually, because the post office also used to be across the road um, back in the day. So there was a. I think in the past there was a phone box across ah, the road, but then okay. we decided to put the phone ah. box there. Um, and then the roof's now red, so you kind of stands out when you, yes. when you pass it and we've got the phone box and then the, the, the post box as exactly. well so yeah all sort of ties in yes. <laughs> and you also have a van yes <laughs> we have a, a old Morris Minor van um that just kind of well my partner Gordon um, and his dad have quite a passion for for cars and um, they talked about always getting a Morris Minor and Gordon mentioned it not long before we opened the shop because we'd seen one somewhere. And I said, right, maybe we just open the shop first and see how we get on. <laughs> He's like, yeah, but we can have it branded and, you know, it'd be good to transport stock. And I was like, right, right, okay, we'll see. And then before I knew it, <laughs> we had this van. But actually, it's really great. And the branding on it is, is stands out and it's yes. quite, we have it parked outside the shop um, most of the time. So that's quite nice. It does encourage people to people to stop when they see that and it kind of I don't know it seems to tie in with the building yeah the old sort of styles so. yeah. yeah and it's a van so it, it's also practical yes. <laughs> it's not just for show we can transport all our stock um, into, yes. into the van too, yeah. so. <laughs> so it's all good <laughs> it all works taking a step back then yeah. the misty bottle yeah where, where did the idea come from so <laughs> I used to live in Glasgow and so did Gordon, that's where we met and uh, we we just kind of always had a passion for whiskey and gin and it just kind of came from that, like it came from drinking in bars down there, I mean that, that sounds ridiculous but but we just, we did have a passion for it and drinking good beer and when sort of craft beer was coming in there was quite a good few shops in Glasgow and we kind of got into it that way and then, so that's, that was our passion for for the um, gin and the whiskey, but then we both wanted to do something on Sky. Gordon's from Sky. I'm not from here. I'm, I'm from down in Linlithgow and between Lin- Glasgow and Edinburgh, and he's from up here. And we just thought, let's. Why don't we we do something up on Sky? We just wanted a change, and the kind of building came up as an opportunity, and it just worked. I remember Gordon showed me the building one day when we sort of talked about it, and it just seemed to all. I was like, I can see, I can visualise this as, as what we're thinking with the whiskey and the gin. And then there's a little room in the back that has become the beer cave. And, <laughs> and even from the first time I came in the building, I thought, well, this this, this is where the beer will go. <laughs> it just seemed to work. And I don't know, we just, 
built up knowledge of whiskey and Gordon's always had a passion for whiskey being from Sky yeah. and, and everything um, I was more into the gin but now into into the whiskey too there's just so much to learn about whiskey it's quite a fascinating yes. subject really it's got so much history yeah um, and it's booming right now it seems to be well seems to be booming whiskey there seems to be more and more people getting into whiskey as well the message that comes through on your website is about being independent and that you're proud to be yeah. independent and that's that's sort of one of our main things we were really proud to be independent we you know a lot of alcohol shops can be affiliated or you know linked to different distilleries or breweries and um, so means that they you know they, they can only sell certain things whereas we we've got total freedom um to sell what we want which is really nice because then we can support all local products especially you know for instance there's now four gins on sky yes. including Razzie <laughs> which is brilliant um, and we can have them all in the shop without having to you know be biased towards one and it's just really nice that way because then you feel like you're giving everyone like a fair chance to, to, to show their product especially the smaller named gins that you don't maybe know as much about and the same with the whiskey because there's a lot of different whiskies now uh, and the craft beer like you know there's lots of uh, small breweries uh, coming up and then the other thing is we do have some gifts as well so for instance we have local teas from a lady that uh, two ladies that make tea in Breckish and things like that are really nice that you know that you can give people a chance and and it's just it's lovely because then you kind of get to see what everybody's doing and then it gives people a platform to sort of show what they can do as well yes Yes. <laughs> and I read that you've got over a hundred different gins. I think yeah, I think it's about that and I'm losing count. <laughs> um yeah, so so many Scottish gins out there. So we kind of selected ones that we like and ones that people told us about. Um so they're all pretty much Scottish bar a couple. Wow. Um and that's just some of the gins out there, but it's just amazing to to be able to stock all that and have, have the gin wall as we call it. <laughs> And I think people quite like the, the look of the gin wall when they come into the shop. So, so and we try to sort of um, rotate our stock a bit as well and bring in new gins and yeah and everything as well or limited editions. Yeah, so that, um, that's quite good. No, I'm definitely using the photograph I took of the gin wall. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I realised that you had quite a few Scottish ones because I recognised some that I'd had before or I recognised ones that I'd yeah. heard of, but I just hadn't appreciated that it was primarily all Scottish, mm-hmm. which is impressive that yeah. <laughs> A, there's that many and B, that, you know, you're stocking yeah, all of those to, as well. Trying to promote lots of Scottish products and then we yes. have other products as well, but, you know, especially the whiskey and the gin. So yeah. Scottish mainly, which is yes. nice. It's it's just such a nice thing to be part of. Like every every independent gin and whiskey, yeah, it's a, it's a great thing to be able to, promote <laughs> yeah and as you said as well that um with the beer there's a lot of craft beers now yeah well, there is indeed and... yeah so again there's always new ones coming up and and there's a lot of local breweries so you know as well as the sky brewery you've got the coolin brewery you've got strathcarran brewery just off the island you've got plopped and there's lots of little craft breweries going around yeah. and it's really really nice just to to bring these beers into our shop and and people might have not seen them before and and it's great to, to try different things and to see what what people are actually doing. Yes. Um, yes, it's interesting. There's, there's, always, there's always something new coming out <laughs> to try. And I now know what a growler is. Oh, yes, of course. So, a growler. Um, so, uh, we, I don't know if you might have heard of a, a sort of takeaway draft beer. 
So that's one thing that we we do in the shop that we wanted to sort of stand out. Uh, when we were in Glasgow, we had gone somewhere that did something similar where you basically br- bring in a growler, which is a, a bottle, like a glass bottle, um, and you get it filled up with beer. You basically pay a deposit, like a one-off payment on the bottle, and then you pay to fill it up. And then after that, you just return, keep bringing the bottle back, and you just pay for the refills after that. And you know what we do is we take all the bottles in and and we clean them all and and then use them all again. So we're reusing all the bottles, and it's just a really nice way, like you know, trying to be eco and and not you know the wastage. And people have said that's great. I don't have as much glass now, and yes. It's like yes. what, what people used to do, you yes. know, or with milk bottles, yes. you know, and, and yeah. that's one thing that we really, we're really passionate about as well is, is trying to be a bit more sustainable and, um, you know, reuse the bottles and, yes. and it seems to, seems to work. So we'll see how that goes. <laughs> <laughs> but, but take away draft beer and as well, we like to get di- all, we've usually got four beers on and we like to get from different breweries across Scotland and the UK. And again, it's a nice way for people to try things that they've maybe never yes. heard of. So. Yeah. And it, it takes quite a lot, isn't it? I mean, the growler's not small. No, it's <laughs> not. It's, well, you, you, we do two litre um, growlers, just okay. under two litres. So that's just under four pints. Okay. So it's quite a nice thing to take home. Um, you know, we can have it over a few nights, so you can share it with friends. Yes. And, and it lasts a while as well because we carbonate the bottles first. So, okay. you know, the you actually once you've opened it okay as long as you get the, the lid on then it will last <laughs> it, will, it will last a, a, a while a few days to a week in the fridge yeah. um, and then without opening it it, it lasts even longer so yeah seems that's to, a good gift actually. yeah it's a it nice, gift. A yeah, nice yeah. gift to give somebody <laughs> and then if they live on the island they can come back and get a refill once they've got the bottle that's, yeah that's theirs so yeah yeah and it's been it's been nice because we wanted to do something for locals as well yes um Obviously, Sky is, you know, very popular for tourists and that's brilliant. That's really, really good. But, you know, you want to appeal to your local market as well. Yes. Um, and that's been quite a nice thing for that because yes. then it's something that they can come back and, and get. As, as well for you, for your business being sustain- sustainable, yeah. it's having the local market and the tourist market, uh-huh. isn't it? You exactly. Know, so that and you've, and you've got that. Yes. 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 If you do come along though, as Fiona <laughs> said when she first came in and she kind of like, that's where the beer is going. You, you have a couple of steps down into yeah. the beer cave. There's a little sign above and it's, it's all decked out. Lots of shelves with all different craft beer on. Really interesting. And it doesn't look very big from the outside, no. does it? But you come in and it really is just a lovely space. Yeah, yeah. well, people mm. have been describing it like a TARDIS. <laughs> TARDIS on the side of the road where it looks looks tiny. And then you walk in and you go, oh, you can fit quite a lot of <laughs> bottles in here. So, yeah, it's the TARDIS on the side of the road. <laughs> and you've got a small selection of wine, is that yes, right? Yes, we do. Yeah, yeah, we do have some wine. Um, we just, we weren't going to get wine, but we decided that it, actually wine's quite a nice thing to have. As we're independent, you know, it's hard to maybe compete with the supermarkets and yes. everything. But nice to have a stock and something that you can't maybe get in the supermarket. We'll we'll have something uh, different there. Uh, wine is something that we are very much learning about. <laughs> um, we kind of our knowledge is bigger on whiskey and gin, but we're we're slowly learning about wine as well. And again, it's, it's there's so much to learn. But yes. it's nice to have a nice selection of wines that you maybe can't get very often. So, um, but now you can on Sky. 
<laughs> and tell us just about the tastings because yes. if people want to come along and try whiskey yeah. and gin before purchasing yeah. what can they do so what we do is we offer um tastings where you get three like a flight of three gins or a flight of three whiskies and we, we try and be fairly not too expensive in that and um, we only sort of charge 10 pounds to to try a few gins or whiskies um and then you know it's a nice week to try stuff before you buy yeah um, and we'll talk through the whiskies and the gins and you'll get all the garnishes and the tonic and everything that's quite a nice thing to do you can just come along and do it you don't have to book you can just sort of turn up so I think people have been enjoying that as well yes. <laughs> but yeah we'll, we'll always offer a, a taste of something if somebody wants to try we don't have everything open that would be a bit, a bit difficult but we do have a few things open yeah. to try yeah sort yeah. of selection yeah. yeah today's your last day of 2019 it is yeah yeah so we we've been open since May and we've had a good Christmas time as well in the shop um, so we're, we're taking a, a small break in January just to sort of catch up on ourselves, what sort of a lot of people do up here because the season can be so busy, so everyone needs some some sort of time to catch up when it's a bit quieter. So we'll be closed in January, but back open and hopefully some point in February and then open for the season. We're just still trying to figure all that out. But yeah. <laughs> so yeah, last day of the year and then a, a small break. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and... Uh, we touched on the telephone box outside because yes. I saw you, you said that you'd put it there and you'd put the Misty Eye, sorry, yes. Misty, Misty Bottle, bottle name yeah. there. <laughs> Have we got plans for the inside? Yeah, well, the we've been box? talking about doing different things with it, but all oh, these things always <laughs> talked about for a while. But no, we, hopefully next summer we will. I won't, I won't say too much. Okay. But this, <laughs> some ideas. Plans are Something, yeah. <laughs> a little teaser there for us. <laughs> Anything else that you want to add, Fiona, that we've not um, touched on? I don't think so. I think uh, you've, you've covered quite a lot. But, um, yeah, we, we're just really pleased on how it's gone and we're really happy and, and humbled by all the support we've had locally and from all the tourists that have come to visit. And it's just it's a really nice thing to be to part of and you, you get to meet people from all over the world. And, again, the independence thing is great because we get to, to really sort of help promote lots of local businesses yes and and, and right now sky seems to be thriving with local businesses yes. which is just such a lovely thing oh, to it see is, isn't it? So. Yeah. yeah yeah oh well thank you ever <laughs> no, so much you. and enjoy your your time off yes, and i look forward do. to seeing you when the season opens yeah again. and forward to starting and you take this forward <laughs> well thank you tanya thanks for <laughs> letting me chat thank you <laughs> The Misty Bottle then. Uh, I was talking near the end then about the telephone box that they've got and I mistakenly said Misty Isle and then corrected myself to Misty Bottle. I forgot to ask Fiona to talk about the, the name in the interview. But of course, many of you will know that Sky is called the Misty Isle. So the Misty comes from that. And of course, they sell a lot of bottles. <laughs> I wish them all the very best with their venture. It's fantastic to see how they've renovated a building that's been stood empty for a long time. It's very simple what they've done on the outside, but it stands out well and their branding is very recognisable, whether it's on their van, whether it's on a growler or on the wall of the shop. If you're ever on Sky and you're wanting to seek out a Scottish gin, then I think this is the place where you will find a fantastic selection to choose from. And you might also want to get involved in the tastings. We may just have bought one or two from them to add to my collection.
That's it then for this episode of Farewell and Welcome and for my 2019 episodes. We are off to have our first campervan New Year, hot off the back of our first campervan Christmas. I have planned to do my own little New Year's Eve cast on. I want to knit Love Notes by Tin Can Knits. I've seen many of them online and I have some stash that I can use up, which is all the better. The downside, as you know, it's my shoulder. I think I'll probably get as far as casting on and maybe one or two rows and that will be it. I may need to uh, challenge Garrett to a game of Monopoly instead. (laughs) However you say farewell to 2019 and this last decade and welcome in the new, whether you sit quietly crafting away, whether you have a sip of your favourite tipple, Celebrate out and about with family and friends, whether it be at a restaurant, a gathering, a local event, on a trip away perhaps. Or maybe you go to sleep at your normal time and you wake up to the new year and the new day. Whatever it is you do, I wish that that transition leaves you with positivity and clarity for seeing out the old and bringing in the new year. I hope 2020 is kind to you and I look forward to seeing many of you in person at events throughout 2020 and if not I will be engaged with you online. Keep on listening and keep in touch. Happy New Year. The next episode will be out at the end of January and I will leave you with the Scottish Dance by Mohammed Affin and licensed by Melody Loops. You can find the show notes on the website at tjfrog.com .co.uk and if you'd like to get in touch either drop me a line at tanya at tjfrog or via the contact page on the website or on facebook and instagram as tjfrogsky twitter as tjfrogmakes and ravelry as tjfrog the other music you heard throughout the episode is by one paintant and licensed by melody loops and called one frog for a prince bye for now till next time